Big wins and payouts are what you're chasing But all the games are getting intimidating You're feeling anxious hearing your heart racing Just tune in to Cash Considerations This is Cash Considerations We are Cash Considerations With sports wages, you gotta have patience Just tune in to Cash Considerations Welcome to the Cash Considerations Podcast, where your three favorite industry insiders break down the best sports betting action for the week. Ever think to yourself, man, I know the guys on the other side of this counter know something. Well, here's your chance to find out what's what. On today's show for Tuesday, October 25th, DGriff brings you a hot serving of Wednesday NBA action, followed by Big Dave and his love for baseball and the World Series, and they even bring in a special guest for college football week nine. Buckle up, because this should be a good one. Now let's get to the money. Welcome back, players. Big dogs, small dogs, LeVar Ball lovers, haters, and everyone in between. You are now tuned in to Cash Considerations. My name is David Griffin, a.k.a. your boy D. Griff. And joining me, as always, is my main man, Dave Sherpan. How are you, my friend? I'm okay, Griff. I'm limping into this one after the weekend, but we're going to get through it. Bro, if you're limping in, I'm in a wheelchair. (laughs) (laughs) And coming to the stage, we have the one, the only, Alan Iced Berg, a.k.a. the Bergman. What's up, big homie? Uh, Sign me up for Team LeVar Ball. Love that guy. (laughs) Well, look, dude, you're the only one in here flying high like the Eagles, bro. You didn't been doing pretty good last week. I mean, as long as you stay away from totals, you the man. <laughs> yeah, I had a couple bad breaks with the totals, but uh, but yeah, the spreads have been going well, man. Just hoping to keep it going for the people. See, that's why you got this little cult following building up. It's like the weirdest thing. People are like hitting me up, like, "Yo, what's Allen like this week? What is Allen like about this and that?" Da 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 da. I'm like, bro, read the game in today. Listen to the podcast. Or here, I'll give you his number and his address. Go stand outside his house with a sign or something, with a boombox. Leave me alone. <laughs> but uh, quickly to go through it, um, I went 0-3 for my big three, man. It was two weeks in a row. It was just really, really bad. We're not going to dwell on it. But I think for me personally, it was just one of those weeks to where I thought what we saw the week before was going to lead to an overreaction. And then actually what we saw the week before was, the, I guess, was the real deal because we saw a lot of teams kind of get upset and look bad. And then they showed up this week and continued to look bad, uh, mainly the Broncos, uh, mainly the Falcons. Uh, Tennessee wasn't able to do anything for me. So there was just some teams that I thought like, oh, yeah, they're going to bounce back this week and look great. And I was wrong. So I'll admit that uh, I, again. I promise it won't happen again. What about you, Big Dave? What did you have? Well, the plan for you to get a house betting against Cleveland, <laughs> it didn't go well because now me and you are both in the same spot. We're both homeless after after this week. I took yeah. a caller as well. Um, Cincy against Pittsburgh off a bye. They might as well stayed on the bye. They couldn't do anything. The Steelers solidified themselves as one of the top teams in the AFC and a spot in my power five. Uh, that's a little tease. Green Bay, uh, I went against everybody, and I got run over. Brett Huntley was not ready for the job. 87 yards passing. 
The defense played great, but it was one of those games that we've talked about now for weeks where the defense is on the field way too much, and it just right. you know, it, it, it's not going to work. Our mortgage play, Denver, talking about trying to get a house betting against Cleveland. We, we, we hyped this mortgage play up. We both end up on Denver. They don't score against San Diego. And, or, I mean, they, I still call them San Diego, but <laughs> right. they're, the, they're the L.A. Chargers. But, um, yeah, man, Simeon's just not getting it done. And that was another one. The defense is on the field in the, in the bright sunshine in L.A. They can't stop them every time. And every time you score zero, you're not going to win. So an 0 for 3 for me. Yeah, that's getting contagious, man. That's my bad. <laughs> I feel like I fed, I fed into <laughs> you on that one. The one thing I will say, though, Late um, late Sunday, you did tweet out some good stats about the Patriots and how that was their lowest line of the day, and I, I and we retweeted it, made sure we had it out on Twitter. I sent it out to some people, and the Patriots did cover easily. So hopefully you were, you either follow us on Twitter or you're able to get that information, and that last game you were able to get a little bit back on that bad boy. I hope so. I mean, that's the least we could have done after – the yeah, games we chose least. to use in the big three ended if you up. You had the way any they money did. left. See what happens if, if <laughs> you had any money left from Allen's picks, you would have been able to roll it over on that. So, Allen, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us what you had? You're the only one who had anything worthwhile. Uh, yeah, like you said earlier, I mean, I've been I've been red hot in the spreads uh, over the course of the month, which has been cool. Um, you know, I, a lot of times, man, I always say. The, the thing about the board is you gotta you gotta just be aware when the wave's about to leave your feet. You know you gotta ride those spreads, and then you have to realize when the change is coming. So, you know it's it's been going good, and hopefully people are benefiting from the picks. And uh, you know it's not easy to keep going at this rate, but we're gonna do our best to do it again this week. We'll see. You guys, uh, football football has been tough this whole year. A lot of people have been coming up to me just being like, man, this season is crazy. A lot of upsets. Every week it seems like the board is getting tougher and tougher. There's still games that I like, and I still think that you're gonna we're going to give you guys a 19-er, I promise. But follow me when it comes to basketball. Basketball started up. NBA, and especially when college basketball comes in, I promise you I'm going to have some good stuff. But I've been red hot when it comes to this NBA stuff. Sunday was a bad day. I had one really, really bad under, like, Literally, the team scored like five points in the last five minutes type under. But other than that, I've been on flames. So if you guys will allow me, just give me like two, three minutes. I'm just going to throw out some NBA stuff for these people and see if I can get them some money. I'll bounce off any ideas that I have intermittently. But, yeah, fire away, Griff. All right, very quickly. um, This is the Tuesday show. And the lines only come out a day ahead. But I'm going to go ahead and throw out some Wednesday picks. So, Hopefully, I'm going to send this show out. Everybody listens to it Wednesday morning. They can jump in on some of these games. But everybody knows that I completely hate the 76ers. I'm going to be betting against them all year, and I promise you I'm going to end up being profitable. Check our Twitter. It's going to be up there every time they lose. If they win, we probably won't put it up because I I hate them. But they play at home against the Rockets, and the Rockets are only minus three. I have no idea how, but the Rockets have looked like one of the best teams this year. Um, Chris Paul should be back. He's missed a couple of games. He had like a sore like thigh or something like that. Hopefully he'll be back for this game. But even if he isn't back, um, I don't see the Rockets having a problem. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Rockets minus three. Uh, another game that I see is the Cavaliers minus seven at the uh, Brooklyn Nets. 
I don't know if you guys saw this today, but LeBron James started at point guard today. Did you guys see that? Did not see it. Yeah, so Derrick Rose is out. He's hurt. And as you know, the guy they traded for, Isaiah Thomas, he's out. He's hurt. So instead of going at, like, I think their other only other point guard is Jose Calderon or something like that. Instead of starting him at point guard, they're like, why are we even playing games? Let's just put LeBron at point. He plays point anyway. So they literally started LeBron at point. Then they went with J.R. Smith at two guard and um, uh, Jay Cowder at the three. So... And they, and they won. They started off really, really slow, but then it started to gel. Dwayne Wade's coming off the bench, and he did a good job coming off the bench, and they ended up coming back and winning today. They're going to be at the Nets. I'm a huge Nets fan. I watch all their games. They took a really loss, a really tough loss today at Orlando. This team is just not good enough to hang with the with the uh, Cavs right now. I don't think it's going to be relatively close. I think they're going to the Cavs are going to control it the whole game and should win um, easily. So the seven seven is kind of that number that NBA games like to land on. Dave, I remember you saying that before, but I just don't think yep. this is going to be a close one. Both teams are playing back to back, so. So I don't think you're going to have to worry about fatigue, more fatigue being on either side. Um, another big one that I really circled and I highlighted because I think this is just this is one of those games that really is like an over-exaggeration. You got the Pacers playing at the Thunder. Now, this is obviously going to be a big matchup because the trade with Paul George and it's the Thunder and all that good stuff. The line is the Thunder minus 14 and a half. And I don't know if you've seen the Thunder play yet. They're a good team, but they won. They haven't learned how to really gel great together throughout a whole game. And um, and two, this Pacers team, even though they got rid of Paul George, they're a really good team. They played. They were uh, eleven point underdogs today, and won outright against the Timberwolves. So they're going on the road. I think both teams are going to be hype. Obviously, poor George is going to want to play great going against his own team. But all the Pacers guys are going to really want to come out, show out. And Victor Oladipo is coming back. Uh, Sabonis is coming back. They always play well. I think this is going to be a close game. I'm not saying that the Pacers are going to win, but I don't see any way they lose by 15 points. This is going to be a close game. I think this is just an overreaction to the whole Paul George going against his own team thing. Uh, Pacers are actually a good team, and they're a team to watch to to see their lines. Aren't the lines going on Oklahoma City Griff going to be inflated for a little bit? Yeah, the lines for Oklahoma City is going to be inflated a little bit just because of the intrigue. It was kind of like the same thing when you had the Miami Heat when they first came together and had their big three. You saw really big lines, but it took like 17, 18 games for them to really figure out how to play with each other and stuff like that. It's the exact same thing with this Thunder team. So they're they're going to win games, but they're all going to be close. Lastly, the two. These two games, I'm not huge on them, but I want to mention them just because these teams are just so bad. The Jazz are at the Suns. I hate the the Suns are just a bad team. Sorry, hate to say it, they're one of the worst. Um, the Jazz are minus six on the road. That's kind of a big number for a road team, and the Jazz aren't great. But like I said, I just really do not like the Suns team. They had one the last game. They played well together, and it's like they almost played because their coach got fired, and Eric Bledsoe basically quit the team. And they're like, let's come together for one game. But after that, I don't see it. I don't see that moving forward. The Jazz minus six should be able to cover that. And then another game, the Wizards at the Lakers. They're minus six. The Wizards should win that easily. I mean, uh, barring something crazy from Lonzo Ball, and I like Lonzo just like Allen, like Lonzo and, and LeVar and all of them. So I, 
I wouldn't be mad to see the Lakers show up, but just watching them play, they're just not a good team yet. They got they got plenty of they got so much at time ahead of them before they're actually a feasible thing. And the Wizards are legit. The Wizards are a legit team. John Wall is gonna run circles around Lonzo Ball. I can see them winning this pretty easily. So those are two other games I think you should go with. Throw that in. Get yourself a nice little five teamer. Feel good about it. All right, well, that's all I got for NBA. If anybody else has anything, I think the one thing that we can't for we can't pass up is um, this World Series. So we'll jump right into that if that's good with y'all. Big Dave, I know how much you love baseball, and I'm sure you watched every pitch of this game. What did you see, and what should the people be looking forward to in these next games coming up? Well, Kershaw did what we've been waiting for him to do in the postseason. You know, he goes seven innings, strikes out 11, and only gives up a solo shot. The Dodgers win the game 3-1 and uh, take the series lead. The series price was interesting to me because I thought minus 160 was a fair price. It shot up, closed, uh, you know, closer to 180, 185. And it's all on Verlander tomorrow. If Verlander can answer Kershaw's uh, game one performance and tie the series up 1-1 going back to Houston, I don't think it's a done deal, you know, but it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing because when you go and look at all of the games, I don't know if the Dodgers or, or the Astros are going to be favored in any game in this series, maybe game four with Alex Wood and Charlie Morton. I don't think Houston's out of it by any means. What do you think, Al? The the market was pretty quiet with the series price after the game. And, and I think even though you were looking at a shorter number than usual with Kershaw, I mean, at the end of the day, he's playing in the World Series, which means we know he's playing a good team. So I understood, like, the discount. Um, but I was surprised that the, the the only place I saw that really did anything with it was William Hill, and they had minus 245, which seemed a little high to me, um, just on the basis of the fact that I think most of us thought Kershaw would get the win, in game, at least in game one, and knowing that you're coming right back with Verlander, who's been red hot, um, it, seems, uh, it seems like a weird price, because I feel like if you like Verlander, you take the plus 205, and then you got three straight home games. I mean, they steal home field if they win this game. So I, I find it interesting that they went there, and I think that might be why the market was so quiet, as I think they're still trying to figure out what's the right spot. And uh, we, we had a guy just blast on the Astros, uh, you know, the, the money line and the series. So we, we kind of might have an interesting line when we put it up tomorrow. Uh, as far as where we're going, reflecting on futures and whatnot, but uh, but yeah, I mean it was it was a good game. It was it was even. It seemed like you know what we expected in the in the sense of you know a good battle between two really good teams. Who are the probable pitchers for tomorrow, and what's that line looking at? We got Verlander versus uh, Rich Hill, um, and we got minus one ten on Rich Hill. So that's why I was kind of saying that I, I felt like the series price, the only series price that I saw was was William Hill, and that's why I felt like it was a little high, just on the basis of you know how Verlander's been pitching, and if you're going to back the Astros, I almost feel like you're better off backing them to plus two hundred five, and then maybe buying some back on the Dodgers because you know it's going to fall a decent amount having given up home field. What's your predictions then? What about you, Davis? Start with you for just tomorrow's game. I'm going with Verlander. I think that what he's what he did in the uh, ALCS just solidified my opinion of him. He's a big game guy. You're going to get his best effort tomorrow. And 
he's been here before. So him getting a plus is the only side for me. Um, I kind of like the over, which uh, I, I just feel like somebody's going to get beat up tomorrow. That, that's kind of my impression. So I think it'll kind of snowball from there, especially with the way these guys are are so quick to pull pitchers and whatnot and then go to their you know 97-person bullpen. So I, I could see one of these guys struggling and it just kind of getting out of control. Uh, you know, we're like it's an eight-run game for somebody. So that – That'd be my only take. I, I, if I had to go with the side, I would probably back the Astros for the reasons that Dave just mentioned. Awesome. I am right along with you guys. I'm going to go ahead and back the Astros, and I'm going to take the over, just like you did, Alan, um, which isn't great because you haven't been great on totals, but you've been perfect <laughs> on everything else, so I feel safe and secure. All right. Well, I think that's a great synopsis. That is, um, that's enough for all the boring stuff. Yeah. Why don't we get to football? What everybody's always waiting for. You know, the big money stuff. So we're gonna take a we're gonna take a quick break, and when we get back, we might have a surprise for the people. Who knows? This is this is what they call suspense, right? What do they call that in the film industry, Alan? You're a film guy, where you just kind of like. That's a tease. There we go. It's a tease. Yeah. So stick around, and I promise you, you will not, uh, you will not want to miss. We are cash considerations. The sports wages, you gotta have patience. Just tune in to cash consideration. Like I said, our little teaser before we went to the break, we got a, we got a special guest for you. So, um, it's one of our guys that works with Allen. He's an odds maker for Caesars. And this guy knows a lot, and he loves to talk, so we had to bring him on the show. His name is Mo Toy Pearson, but we like to call him Mo, aka Mo Money. Uh, Mo, how you doing, boy? Hey, I'm I'm doing pretty good, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. What's going on? No, nah, it is a pleasure to have you on the show, sir. Um, I've met you on several different occasions, and every time we talk, I always enjoy myself. So, and I've never, I've never seen you without a smile on your face. So those are the type of people that we want to have on the show. Very entertaining. And you know sports. So that's the perfect package, right? It's like a girl who's really pretty and uh, she knows how to cook and doesn't talk that much. So <laughs> yeah, it's like the exact man, opposite of you. Like, obviously keeping like a, a upbeat and positive attitude is always good. But yeah, man, I guess if I'm in a sports book, I'm, I'm somewhat happy. So all right, well, we're going to talk college football, man, and we got our college football guru here, Dave Sherpan, as always, so it's gonna, you're going to have to keep up, all right? Can you do that? Of course. Well, check this out, Dave. I only got a couple games here that I liked, got them ripped off here first that I want to dabble into. Some of my like favorites, teams that I normally like to go with that I know best. So the first <laughs> game that just immediately jumped out at me as soon as I looked at, as soon as I looked at the board, Dave, you know this, Northwestern is my favorite team to fade. I'm looking at this game, and for whatever reason, I, I think I might be missing something, so that's why I like to bring this to you because you're a lot smarter than me. You know a lot more than I do. For some reason, Michigan State is only minus two at Northwestern. Tell me all. Tell me their whole team got suspended, and they're going with a high school team. <laughs> because that's the only way I can imagine this is only a two-point spread. So I, I have this noted because I wanted to bring it up to you. Northwestern beat Iowa last week, right? Seventeen to ten in overtime. Yep. Northwestern is four and one against the spread in their past five. They somehow 
salvaged the season pretty much with um, after we picked on them for the entire beginning oh. of the season. Yes. They have played better. They're ugly, though. I mean, it's not like a fun watch. <laughs> and they still have a lot of their issues on the offense. But Michigan State has Penn State next week. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, Mo, do you like to look ahead to these games? like, for, or, or do you like to see who a team has looking ahead at all? Oh, yeah. Uh, no doubt. I, that's, I mean, I this, I figured it'd be somewhat of a sandwich game. Um, I mean, obviously, I think it's kind of an opposite uh, array of what's going Like, Northwestern was actually supposed to have, been, you know, a better year in the Big Ten West, uh, you know, challenging Wisconsin, uh, which, unfortunately, they're not. And uh, Michigan State, where I think their season total was around, I mean, real low between, like, three and a half, maybe four. Could have been a little bit higher. But, I mean, they're rolling, um, you know, oh, to their coach. Uh, but, yeah, I, f- I figured the line had something to do with, obviously, how Northwestern's been kind of progressing and then, obviously, what Michigan State's looking forward to. So, but um, no, I, I guess <laughs> I can see where you guys are coming from from the standpoint of Northwestern is playing better. They Early in the season, you could tell there was something going on with their offense. They really didn't seem to have things right, didn't seem to really have things together. And now, at least somewhat, they have cleaned things up. But at the same time, I'm still not really impressed. Like, I'm looking at the last five games like you talked about. The first game that they actually righted the ship against was uh, Bowling Green. Bowling Green's awful. Then they played Wisconsin, a game I faded them in, and they were actually not covering until Wisconsin just gave up late in the game and gave them two ugly backdoor touchdowns. Then they got blown out by Penn State. Then they played Maryland, who is ridiculously beat up, going with their third-string quarterback, and then they won in overtime where they only scored 17 points against Iowa. So none of that scares me. Michigan Michigan State's a good team. I'm going with Michigan State. Hopefully, if this show's going to continue, they win. Because I might put my we laptop up. I might more. I might <laughs> use my laptop and all this equipment yeah. for uh, collateral. I, I mean, if Northwestern ever wanted to salvage something, it'd be now. Uh, but I think if Michigan State wanted to make a real statement, um, it'd be in a game like this. So I mean, if Michigan State won, you know, by you know four to by four to seven points, uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Ah, oh, thanks, Mo. See, I like this guy. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I just yeah. I got I got another one, another one of those teams that we like to follow, and I got two of them playing each other, so it's even better. We got San Diego State playing at Hawaii. San Diego State is minus ten, as you know, Dave. We've been rocking with San Diego State. Our boy Richard Penny plays for them, and we've been fading Hawaii. This is another one of those lines to where I think Hawaii's getting the benefit of the doubt because the team has to fly all the way to Hawaii. I'm sure they get late as soon as they get off the plane, get some of that Maui Wowie and have a great time right before. But I still think uh, SDSU is a much, 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 much better team in 10 points, even though it's on the road in Hawaii is not going to be enough. I think uh, I'm definitely going with the Aztecs easy. Don't they disagree. are coming off of they are coming off of two home losses outright. Yes. Uh, first, the Boise State as a five and a half point favorite. Then to a really unexpectedly good team, Fresno State handled them twenty seven to three. And San Diego State was six and a half in that game. I think what the doctor ordered is a trip to Hawaii and a game against a defense that really doesn't tackle anybody at all so 
I think you may be on to something with this. I think they they can right the ship and get back on track. The total looks like it's going to come around 55. That one may be an over. It may be Penny's uh, game to come back and, you know, one of those 183 touches, light up the light up the stat sheet. I think did San you, Diego State's a good shot there. Did you say the total could be 55? The team yeah. total? Team total, you mean? No, no, no. The total in the game. The total in the game. Oh, that I have to assume that's going way over. That I have to assume that Hawaii does not play anything that looks like defense. Come on, but no. Yeah, but their offense is is challenged. I mean, as soon as Hawaii uh, uh, took that loss to Nevada on the road, I mean they 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 came out swinging early in the season uh, with wins against UMass, um, and then I think they they had a, a hard tough fight against Wyoming on the road. Um, but it, you know, I think the star receiver just uh, tore his ACL, if I'm not mistaken. And Nick Rolovich and his crew looks they look they look down. If if I was gonna lay ten on the road, it'd definitely be against Hawaii and it'd definitely be with a team like San Diego State. There we go. Man, you're way better than Allen. Allen had been like, nah, I don't like that game. <laughs> well yeah, I mean like, I, I hate money. I hate laying points on the road, man, but I mean sometimes you can just kinda see where a team's kinda leaning. Yeah, that's why I'm nine and oh in a month, Griff. <laughs> oh, I didn't know Allen could hear me. <laughs> I didn't think he was going to hear it until the podcast came out. Oh. oh, okay. Well, good. We're all on the same page there. SDSU, this is a game they can write the ship. And when the ship's sailing to Hawaii, I mean, who can be mad? Um, yeah, no, I actually wanted to touch on what uh, Dave was saying. Yeah, no, I Fresno State is one I read about and kind of wrote off. Uh, but they are they're playing tough, man. I, I it's it's almost unbelievable. I. I didn't read much into them, but I mean, when I seen that win, uh, you know, last Saturday, I couldn't believe it. I honestly couldn't believe it. You know, Fresno's playing UNLV this week, and they are twenty point favorites. They just came off of a pretty nice beatdown of uh, San Diego State. Yep. Should Fresno Fresno should take that easy, right? I mean, that's the that's the feeling you would get. Fresno is um, six and one against the number. This season <laughs> and UNLV, I don't even know how to say it politely. They're not going to provide much of a challenge. I, don't, I, I just don't. <laughs> I'm just going to. I'm going to say I'm not looking to take the points with UNLV on the road in this spot. Uh, yeah. Uh, late night last year, uh, Fresno take took a. I think they took a beat in the UNLV if I if I can remember correctly. And obviously, it's not a revenge game. I mean, it's just another conference game for them. Uh, but they're rolling. And uh, UNLV, Armani Rogers, their starting quarterback, was hurt at the Utah State game uh, last Saturday or this just past Saturday. Yep. And uh, I was there. I actually bet Utah State's second half. It was it was actually beautiful uh, to watch live. <laughs> <laughs> if I do say so myself, man. I mean, I don't know how many beers I had to drink to make it, you know, seem like art, but it was. I think the line's going to go up, you know, a couple points here before Saturday. But, yeah, I think Fresno State's going to roll at a – out of any of the plays we've been talking about, that that might be one uh, we might want to get on, um, honestly. All right, there you go. Yeah, it opened up at 20.5. It's 21 some places, even 21.5. So it's definitely headed up. So if you guys are going to get in and jump on that, jump on it now. Um, I got one more game I definitely want to point out. This is actually a Thursday game. So if you guys want to get some early action, go ahead and parlay it with your Thursday night football or whatever. 
I love Northern Illinois. They're at home. They're minus seven, and they're playing Eastern Michigan, a team that I told everyone to fade last week. We barely got a win with Western Michigan beating Eastern Michigan in overtime. It was it was madness. It was craziness. It was those directional school rivalry BS. I don't know what it was. Um, Eastern Michigan's defense is better than what I gave them credit for, but North Northern Illinois is a better team. They're going to be able to put up points. I don't think Eastern Michigan is going to be able to hang. I think they kind of wore themselves out yesterday. I mean, not yesterday, in a last week game against Western Michigan. And I think this is going to be one of those early in the game, early in the uh, week games where they got to go on the road. Their uh, their rituals and everything is a little bit off. And I think they're going to get their doors completely blown off. I don't have much to add to this one. You caught me off guard with the Thursday game. But if I was to, if I was to play it, I'd like to play the better team on the short week. So it looks to me like Northern Illinois – has uh, they started the season off really hot? They they won and covered their first four. Uh, I mean, they covered their first four, and then um, last week they were laying fifteen at Bowling Green and just blew the doors off. Mm-hmm. So now we get to come back in a short week and catch Eastern Michigan. Sounds about right. There we go. All right, what you think, Mo? Let's make it three for three. Yeah, I was. Uh, it's funny. Uh, I'm actually a fan of Eastern Michigan, not this week, obviously, but as a team since last year uh, where they made their first bowl appearance in how many years. But, uh, no, they, they've been progressing. I mean, they finally got their first big win this year against a uh, actual big D1 team, which was Rutgers. I right. <laughs> can't really, you know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, uh, obviously they wanted that win against um, Western Michigan, didn't get it, lost a close one against Ohio. I mean, these are the best teams in the MAC. And they're challenging him, but I think uh, Northern Illinois' defense um, is the uh, the difference in this one against Eastern Michigan's offense, uh, which is probably going to start sputtering maybe later in this game. But yeah, I, I think Northern Illinois is a team that can actually challenge Toledo, uh, who's the best team in that uh, in that conference, yeah. uh, to actually win it. Uh, so I mean, I, I, I like Northern Illinois as well, just laying a touchdown. That's everything that I really love. Everything I'm going to go with. All right, Big Dave, I know you got some key matchups that you want to talk about really quick before we uh, before we move on. So what do you have? All right, I'm just going to start at the top of the rotation. I had some feedback that uh, because some of the games are so obscure to give the rotation number each time so we can kind of run it down that way. So if you have a rotation sheet or you're going to get on your computer, here we go. It's going to be kind of rapid fire. I'll bounce it off you guys. We'll give a quick thought here and there, and we'll go because I got it. Uh, uh, the first one is Friday night matchup. Florida State is at Boston College. Florida State is a three or three and a half point favorite. Florida State has not covered the spread yet this season. They're zero four and two. They're two and four straight <laughs> up. I can't believe it when you Incredible. say that out loud. Florida State is two and four. Have yet to cover a game. Uh, they're playing BC. Who's four and four straight up, five and three against the number? They've covered five straight games. Um, Florida State's coming off a tough game to Louisville, and uh, Griff was all over Louisville last week. What do you guys make of this number in this game? Um, uh, fitting. Uh, do you want to go first, Griff? Oh, I was going to say the same thing. You were going to say twinsies. Uh, I think it's right where it should be. I don't know very much about this Boston College Gate team except for that they're better than what they've uh, historically been or what at least what they've been as of late. And I know Florida State is just starting to 
try to get their feet back together after losing their starting quarterback. I don't know. I just look at it and I say uh, three on the road, two teams that kind of you still trying to figure yourselves out. It's It sounds about right to me. Mo, as a lines maker and as a guy sitting on the other side of the counter, I say this all the time. We don't have a choice to make this anything but Florida State minus three because if we okay. come with anything less, we're not going to take a single bet on Boston College, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, we've taken a, a not quite a bit of action, but, you know, a, a good amount that's favoring, obviously, the Seminoles. Um, not much guys that I've respected, but I've, I've seen a lot of money come in on them. Uh, yeah, I, for me, it's Florida State's obviously in a weird spot, uh, not just in this game, but in the season, um, you know, doing how bad they are right now. Uh, but yeah, statement game. Uh, and I think uh, Boston College is a coach. Uh, I think it's Steve uh, Adazio, uh, who I've actually I favored this guy in a uh, for the past couple years. He's 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 about grit, and uh, offensively they've been bad. Uh, I think they can kind of turn the tide against Florida State. I, it it could be a low scoring affair, um, but as far as the line, yeah, I'm I'm totally okay with it. Uh, can't see a reason to move it right now just depending on how the team or how the teams have been doing uh as of late sweet i like that um mostly what i heard was low scoring affair so i'm gonna go ahead and take the under it seems like it'd be a slobber knocker i like that all right what you got next on the docket dave next next one is game number 119 120 it's uh, kind of a bottom feeder SEC game, but it's uh, has, it has an interesting storyline. Tennessee is at Kentucky. Both teams last week lost by identical scores, forty-five to seven. Tennessee got waxed by Bama, and Kentucky got destroyed by Mississippi State. And now they meet up. And I got a stat on this one: Kentucky has won one time. In this matchup, and they play every year since 1984. They've won <laughs> one time. It was in 2011, and they had a wide receiver playing quarterback that game. So, <laughs> so, so now, um, Tennessee's last four games, they were home against UMass. They scored 17 points. They were home against Georgia. They got shut out. They were home against South Carolina. They scored nine points, and then they got to go to Bama, and score seven points. So they're catching four or four and a half points in this game. How do you make a favorite in this game? I mean, you this is one of those, Mo, where I say to the guys in the back, what do you guys think? I don't know. Maybe we make it three or three and a half and see where it goes. Because you have two kind of bad teams. I've been against Tennessee all season, all season. But how could you not look to take the points in this one? Right. No. Uh, well, I mean, it, it uh, opened up a little bit. Uh, it opened up at about five, five and a half at uh, some shops. Um, and yeah, for us, obviously, we're, we're looking for action early to, uh, you know, see where it's going to go. As far as logic behind it, uh, you know, as far as the teams. Uh, yeah, it's for me, it's hard to even have Kentucky favored by as much just because of the whirlwind of a season they've been having. Obviously, Tennessee's on the back end of that. And, um, you know, even them as a team, a program that has plenty of talent, it's just they're kind of moving in the wrong direction, grabbing, you know, a five or five and a half, which which it was earlier, uh, was basically a gift. Um, and we've seen sharper guys move that down to about four or three and a half, uh, which we respect a little bit more anyway. 
But yeah, I I mean, if Tennessee won, I don't know how anybody could be uh, surprised about that. Uh, just right, like a personal that's, opinion. Th- that's one that's live on the money line. I think it's, it's right. Just, yeah, it's one of those ones we got to watch where the line goes. By Friday show, we'll know if we're too late to the party or not. If this thing's sitting <laughs> at three by by Friday, forget about it. It's probably not a play, but it's something that if you're looking forward to, that's that's where this line is headed. Next one on the list is a short one. It's nothing really to discuss, but it's an interesting number. 123-124, Mac game, Buffalo at Akron. If you see a line, it's Akron minus three. A lot of places don't have it up. Um, Buffalo last week, for the first time all season, did not cover. They were 7-0 and going into their game against Miami of Ohio, and we mentioned that line because Miami of Ohio was favored in that game. And Buffalo didn't win. They lost by 10, 24-14. Now they go to Akron, who's 5-2 and two against the number, and it's coming short again. So that's going to be one we don't even have to discuss, but I just want to point it out because if you get to flash an Akron short number, it's probably the right side. Uh, I want to touch on that. I actually oh, go told ahead. a buddy that uh, I loved Akron uh, no matter what. I think uh, Buffalo's quarterback, Tyree Jackson's out. Um, he's been having ling- uh, lingering injuries all year, um, although they've still been pretty hot against teams. Uh, but Akron, after getting absolutely exposed by about three of the best teams uh, in college football earlier this year, uh, they've kind of, you know, they righted the ship. And uh, if I have to lay three against Buffalo at this in this moment, uh, I'm definitely doing so, no matter what. Yeah, for sure. They covered four straight uh, until they got – uh, beat up by Toledo last week, but there's nothing to be ashamed of by that because Toledo's a really good team. Oh, Toledo's, they're unreal. Yeah, they're, I, I mean, they're going to end up playing Northern Illinois here soon, and it's, it's going to be fireworks. So, I mean, obviously no one watches Mac football, but. <laughs> I was going to say, how do like you know so much Mac work? <laughs> I mean, I know you're an odds maker. <laughs> I know you make the lines, but do they have to, like, do they, like, assign you guys this stuff? Like, oh, man, I got the Mac this year. This isn't fair. You guys, like, draw <laughs> hey, straws for, or what? Dude, for years, the Mac has been – there's been a lot of funny business going on in the Mac. The lines oh, move yeah, more than know. any conference. Right. So you really got to pay attention. And if you got a guy like Mo who literally watches the games, it really helps. Somebody in the room has to. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll be at a game, you know, by myself with five other people just in the crowd, and I'm, I'll probably be enjoying myself. <laughs> the way around it. <laughs> nice. All right, yeah. Dave, what else you got? Um, real quick, Georgia Tech at Clemson. Uh, interesting line. Clemson's coming off their uh, loss to Syracuse and then a bye week, and they're going against a Georgia Tech team who's 4-2 and two straight up but 6-0 and oh against the spread. They've only played one true road game. They played the, the first game of the season was a neutral site game against Tennessee, but then they've only had one road game, so they're 6-0 and against the spread. They're catching 14 or 14-and-a-half. 14 now, we know the way these teams bounce back from losses, especially when they were favored by 23 points on the road. Um, I'm not saying to take either side in this one, but surely watch the way the line moves because I'm guessing the early money is going to show itself as to indicate to me which side is going to be the right side. Any thoughts there, Mo? Uh, it's uh, earlier in the week, uh, 14 and a half, which we hung it up um, uh, as soon as we opened it here. Uh, I actually took a bet myself that I've seen uh, that well, from a guy that I respected for um, 
a good amount of change on uh, Georgia Tech, um, which is the side I'm actually favoring personally. Uh, but it's got to be hanging around 14. Um, Clemson obviously coming off that buy is a big deal. And um, I know people that, you know, honestly, that, that are going to understand that fact uh, will be pressing Clemson. Um, Primetime game, big game for Clemson. Uh, I've seen them play another big game earlier against Virginia Tech, and they handled it pretty easily. Um, Paul Johnson's got a pretty good crew with Georgia Tech, um, but I can't see the line moving anywhere past 14, maybe 14 and a half. If it gets to 15, I, you know, I would understand. But All right, that's great. I like that quick little um, rapid fire right there. Well, we're going to take a quick little break, and when we come back, we're going to stay on with Mo. And we're going to talk the three big matchups for college football on Saturday. All right, Bella, fellas, we're back. Are you guys ready? We got the big Let's matchups going. Uh, ready to go, break- ready to roll. Yeah, why don't you break us down, Dave? All right. Um, it's interesting this week. The three biggest games of the week are all at 1230. It's going to be uh, <laughs> an awkward viewing time. Right. But... Um, these are the three games I think that everyone's going to be watching, hopefully at the same time. But if not, you'll focus on your game. The first one is the world's largest cocktail party, Georgia at Florida. Or not <laughs> at Florida, it's at Jacksonville. But that's the big game in the SEC this week. Georgia's for real, guys. Georgia is the real deal. They're coming off their bye. They're laying 14 in this game. Um, Florida has won this game three years in a row. And now Georgia has a spot in the playoff if the season ended today. Mo, can you see anything other than a Georgia blowout in this one? Man, I've not only have I been on Georgia since the season actually started, but I've been fading Florida as much as I can throughout the season as well. <laughs> so I'm it's like opposite sides of the, of the spectrum. Uh, it's funny. I it's like I, I almost think Georgia's the square play. But I can't see anybody else. Like, if you bet Florida, I couldn't understand why that would be the case. Um, I think offensively, they're just they might. It's you know, it's hard to watch. um, And I, uh, I know they're trying to get through a lot of stuff, and they got playmakers. um, But it just hasn't been working week through week. And and you're about to get you're about to get into a, you know, to a fist fight with with some guys that are uh, that are hungry, man. Georgia's ready to roll. And uh, they're they're ready to win the uh, the SEC East. As good as Georgia's offense is, they've they've won ev- they won twenty to nineteen at Notre Dame. Otherwise, they've won every game by twenty one or more points. Their defense is better. Their defense is finally SEC nasty. Griff, do you have an, uh, any thoughts on this one? Uh, my only thought is that Florida and Tennessee played. And it was a really close game. Florida won by luck on a ridiculous Hail Mary. And killed me. After, killed me, Griff. <laughs> right. Man. And after that, oh. I took Tennessee going against Georgia. Dave remembers that. And Georgia mutilated Tennessee. So assuming that Tennessee and Florida are close to the same, I, I'm going to see the uh, repeat offense. Georgia's going to uh, physically assault them. <laughs> well, well, we'll definitely keep an eye on that one. The second one Saturday, another 12:30 start. NC State is at Notre Dame. I have been wrong on Notre Dame from the beginning of the season. I thought their season win total was a little high. I didn't think they were going to be as good as they are. They are rolling. 
they destroyed USC. It completely exposed them last week, 49-14, to 14, closing as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. And I don't know about your guys' place, but we had all USC bets. Nobody bet Notre Dame. They've covered five straight since the Georgia loss. Their scores offensively in those games were 49-38, 52-33, and 49. You want to talk about an offense rolling? They're playing NC State, who's coming off a bye. And NC State wanted Florida State. They wanted Pittsburgh. They're 3-1 and one against the spread in their last four. Mo, would you say that the, the, the um, bye weeks, the number is kind of factored in with the team that's on the bye? No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Uh, especially with a team like NC State, um, uh, who's kind of just been rolling, rolling with the punches and you know, getting big wins on the way to the bye, no doubt. Uh, but obviously, uh, it still seems a little bit shrunk, even after a big, uh, a big win like that for Notre Dame against USC, uh, which I'm pretty sure they've had that, uh, that game circled on their calendars all year, uh, get it coming into the season. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a big, big game for uh, each team. Um, obviously, NC State's a little bit more of a surprise this year. Um, they both definitely one of the mo- more primal defensive lines in the uh, um, in college right now. Uh, but yeah, Brandon Wimbush in that in that offense that Brian Kelly's uh, created, um, it, it looks like something else. Um, for me, I, I I couldn't really back a team. Uh, I was talking uh, with a buddy about this game earlier. And, uh, man, I, I'm going to have to look at it like, you know, seriously way down, in, you know, till this, till this weekend starts. Uh, but for right now, I'm, I'm kind of – it's just kind of a pass for me, honestly. The, t- the total looks like it's going to come around 60 in this one. I think after last week, you're going to see it maybe move up. And I think this will be one you kind of look to take under. All right, the last one on my list is – I think it's the marquee game of the week. I'm a little biased um, because it's my <laughs> boys. But uh, we got Penn State, rotation number 205, at Ohio State. And this one has been circled on my calendar for a year because I feel like we should have been in the playoff last year and Ohio State cost us our spot. So me, along with all the other Penn State fans, we want a little comeuppance in this one. Um, the whiteout last week was a show. I don't know if you guys enjoyed it as much as I did, but <laughs> I've been in those games. I've been to that stadium during a whiteout. It's like nothing I've ever been to, and I've been to Game 7 of the World Series, Game 7 <laughs> of Stanley Cups. I've been to a lot of sporting events. Those whiteouts are special. Uh, that being said, the look-ahead line, and we discussed this in last week's show, the look-ahead line in this one was Ohio State minus 8.5. So as Penn State kept scoring in the second half, we were ticking down that number a little bit, and they they ran off 28 straight. It was 14-13. It finished 42-13. to So, yeah, um, (laughs) we we gave some value to Ohio State every touchdown we scored, and I don't know what to make of this number, guys. Ohio State's minus six. Griff said it last week. Who won last season? Penn State. Who's better this season? Penn State. I don't know. Ohio State's defense is really good, but, I mean, Barrett, does he really scare you offensively? I know Urban Meyer's the coach, and, man, he's a good coach. But I'm going to give 
James Franklin and, and the uh, the staff there some credit too. They're doing the job. I mean, the direct snap to Barkley on the second play of the game, it goes 72 yards. The place goes crazy. They, they don't look back. Now, Ohio State has won five in a row since their home loss to Oklahoma. Let me let me give you the juggernauts that they've beaten. Army, <laughs> UNLV, at Rutgers, Maryland, and Nebraska. I mean, wow. come on. It's not really a murderer's row. Uh, Mo, shed some light on this one for me, please. UNLV might be the best team you said within those juggernauts. <laughs> right. Exactly my point. Yes. Yeah, I uh, – I agree. I, I mean, uh, as soon as I even seen this game coming up, uh, which my buddy, uh, my my buddy's a big uh, Michigan guy. He's a Michigan alum. Um, you know, very, you know, very hurtful moment for him. Obviously, I didn't really give him much about it. Uh, but yeah, I, I figured Ohio State would probably be a three point favorite. Um, you know, there's a bunch of factors that you could factor into, you know, the game in itself and what it means to the teams and uh, just uh, where they're at right now in the season. Um, crunch time, big game. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, I would still give the nod to Ohio State. Eight, you know, bad loss, obviously, to uh, Oklahoma. I, I've actually seen Ohio State lose a, a, a home opener to Virginia Tech and, um, you know, win the championship in that same year where they kind of screwed TCU uh, in their bid to get into the playoff in that first year. Um, but, yeah, same same deal. Uh, Penn State's got all the tools, and um, I'm – you know, definitely an incredibly big fan of Saquon Barkley. That guy is insane. He's absolutely ridiculous. He's a freak. He's a freak. Uh, but, I mean, I, for me, I, I'm probably going to end up going with Ohio State. <laughs> no! Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I'm not going to bet it. I, But I think... It's crazy, Griff. It's a one-time appearance only for Mo. Do you believe it? He's been <laughs> know, so right? good, and now it's a one-time shot. I don't believe it. I'm glad yeah, this no, is the last game because then we can't just, like, cut them off. You know what I mean? Because if this I, was I the first game we went through, there wouldn't have been any more games. It's a suspenseful type of deal on the biggest game of what we're talking about. But, yeah, no, I, I, I've i been looking at it all week, uh, man, for a week and a half, and I, I knew that they were going to end up playing them. Uh, but gassed, not gassed off a big win against Michigan, but they're hyped. Uh, but I know Ohio State's been – kind of rolling and i know they've been playing bad teams uh but i think it's gotten barrett's confidence up and um honestly i think penn state hasn't really played as much either i'm kind of on the i think penn state deserves everything they have right now i mean you know as far as the top five ranking incredible uh but i i think ohio state uh with the fallacy of the revenge factor um can can get near that number and possibly cover it so it's just an opinion of mine (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but nothing against you, Dave. Not personal, just business. What do you got, Griff? <laughs> um, Alan said something last week that I really like. If you're going to be making a bet, most of the time you're not going to be factoring in the spread. And I'm looking at this, and I, Penn State money line is live. I'm looking at this, and Penn State's the better team. They won last year, and they weren't the better team this year. They are the better team. I think they're going to win. I think Ohio State's been waiting for this game for about five, six weeks. They're just looking ahead like, hey, this is going to be our chance to like win and kind of get back into this thing. And honestly, I think it's one of those things to where we always say when we're on the cards table, study long, study wrong. And that's one of those things that I think Ohio State's probably been doing. Penn State is just rolling, man. They look like, they look like a team that's going to come in and not even care. 
Like, they're just going to come in just rolling so much. They're not even thinking about Ohio State. They're just going to roll right over them. And that's exactly what I expect. Uh, it, the, you're getting so much value with the six and a half that you it makes you want to take it. But I'm, I like Moneyline. I might just go ahead and just go for it all. I, th- I mean, it feels like the square side. There's no doubt. I it mean, does, all, yes. all the sharps and, and, and everybody keeps saying Ohio State. Well, sometimes it's hip to be square. And, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it, let's let's nope. just keep it real. It, it, you can get points in a game with a team that you think can win, let alone six or six and a half. Last week in college football, there were 56 games. Favorites went 42 and 14 straight up. The, the, <laughs> the, the spread was 28 and 28. The lines makers nailed it last week. 28 Beautiful. favorites, 28 dogs in the 56 games. This is one I think you got to take the dog. I uh, the way that you're you know you're talking about obviously because like the media is up they're all over this game and Penn State's the bigger name at, at right now in this time. Uh, but I actually feel the same way about Georgia because I think Georgia might be like one of the biggest squares plays. Uh, but they're they're probably going to end up winning fifty two to three against Florida. So I mean I I totally back what you're talking about. That was beautiful, gentlemen. I want to give a huge round of applause and a huge thank you for um, Big Money Mo for checking in with us and giving us his opinions and making it all the way through this college football card. That was beautiful. I just want to give you a big thank you for coming on the show, man, and giving us your advice. You're definitely someone we're going to have to have back, uh, especially because Alan doesn't know anything about college football anyway. So I think this, this works out for everybody. Like I'm sure Alan's sitting back there like, oh, this is great. Yeah, no, he's like, when, are they, when is this guy going to get off my phone, is what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, man, I, yeah, I've been waiting. Uh, I've been listening to weeks in and weeks out. Man, the, one of the biggest plays that I did bet from you guys was when uh, uh, Penn State played uh, Northwestern. So I, I bet quite a oh, bit on nice. Penn State that week. I loved them. Um, but you guys are great, man. Uh, I think you guys are a great team. Uh, and I was just kind of happy that you guys just could uh, pull me aboard. So, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Thanks man. for coming on, Mo. Of it course, been a I pleasure. Thanks, guys. All right, people, we're going to go ahead and take our break. And when we come back, we're going to finish this thing up. Um, so sit back, relax. We're almost done. And we were going to serenade you in a second. All right, Big Al, you're going to round it out for us since you are the only one of us who actually knows what he's talking about. We're gonna let you anchor it, and uh, why don't you hit us with some uh, hit us with that funky stuff? Things always seem to come back around eventually, so I will enjoy this for now. But uh, you know, it's a tough racket, especially in the NFL. Uh, um, but I will say, I've been working on those spread power rankings that I keep uh, talking about, and I got to be honest, the lines to me are getting tighter. I'm not saying there's not spots to play. I do actually like the board this week as a little bit of a teaser for Friday. Um, but I, I don't know. I think that the lines are getting a little bit sharper and the basis of you, you might not see as much value down down in the next few weeks, which is what the whole point of that spread rankings was. Um, but let me get to you. I got to give you guys something. So I, uh, for those of you who don't know, when we first started the show, uh, I'm a big fight guy, love the UFC fights, love boxing. Um, so I do have two plays to give you since I'm, I'm backing out on the power rankings this week. Um, love Nico Price, uh, plus 130 at, uh, I think I saw CGT, 
at a plus 130 out there. Grab that before it's gone if you can. Uh, and then I also love Damian Maya, plus 110, plus 115 a couple places. Um, if you watched the fight with him and champion Tyron Woodley, uh, I know your eyes are probably hurting from watching that garbage, uh, where Woodley just completely <laughs> stayed away the whole fight. Uh, it was it was one of literally one of the worst fights I've ever seen. And uh, if you can go find a clip of how mad Dana White was about that fight, it's absolutely awesome. Uh, but Damian Maya is really tough to deal with. He's going up against Colby Covington, who's like a very big prospect. Uh, I think it's a little much that he's favored already over the guy when he had such a huge win streak to get the title shot because Maya's kind of known as a boring fighter to some. But uh, he's an absolute technician with jiu-jitsu, and I really like him to get there. Uh, but that's it for it, guys. Uh, as far as power rankings go, Dave, I'm very surprised you don't have Pittsburgh ahead of New England. Uh, I do I do see why, but I, I think right now the way their D's playing and the way their offense is playing, they're humming right now. And it, and they're definitely that team that can lay an egg at Detroit. I can totally see that. Um, Griff, I, I think you, you've given up on your Chiefs too too quickly. I, I think they might put on a show on Monday night as a little uh, look ahead this week. Um, Do you guys want to fire quick on the Thursday night game? Yeah, you know what? You're right. We almost forgot about that game. Let's go quick. Rapid fire. We got three minutes to go ahead and knock this bad boy out. I'm going to give you my opinion really, really quick, and that is that I am going to go to sleep during that game. I'm off on Thursdays <laughs> and Fridays. <laughs> I've been really busy in the last couple of days. So that is going to be a night-night game for me. It's probably going to be a night-night game for uh, both these teams. I'm gonna. The only thing I'm looking at is the under. It's 37.5, one of the lowest totals you're probably going to see all year. And I think this, it's for good reason. Um, I don't know if Jay Cutler is healthy or, or if he's hurt. He's not going to play, I don't think. I, it's the slobber knocker. Both offenses are uh, challenged as far as I'm concerned. Under and not watch it down. What do you got, Dave? I'm taking Miami. Alan said it last week. Uh, if we called the uh, Baltimore-Minnesota game a game show, it would be how good is, is Baltimore. We saw how good they are. They're not. So I'm siding with the dog. I can't lay points with a team who just can't score. They look disinterested. Their defense is overworked. And the um, the change of quarterback for Miami is just going to, I think, spark them even more. There was an argument that he should have been the starter at the beginning of the season. They went and pulled Cutler out of the, the booth before he even got started. I'm riding with him. I think Miami's the side in the game. Bring us home, Big Al. Well, uh, I said last week about the Dolphins-Jets game, uh, yeah, not getting my money. Uh, uh, that pretty much is how I feel about this game. Uh, <laughs> I do think the spread is a little silly. I, I don't see how uh, you can make Baltimore more than three. Um, but I, I, I pretty much was going to say a lot of what Dave said. Um, if, if, if I'm playing it, I'd have to play Miami because I feel like Matt Moore somehow did give that team a shot in the arm. And his numbers actually were uh, a little bit better than what Cutler's done now last year. So um, they might actually be able to move the ball a little bit. And the Ravens, with the short week and just the, the, the baggage that they've built the last couple weeks, uh, real tough to lay the spread there. But, uh, again, I, I feel like there's better games coming up Sunday to put your money on. But uh, if you got to get there and you got to watch it on TV, play the Dolphins. I'm most mad about the fact that we can't say your boy Jay Cutler anymore. 
Oh, isn't it true? Isn't it true? Miami's in the playoffs right now, man. That's crazy. That that is just like something insane to say to yourself right now. Well, uh, that is that is it. That is a wrap for this show, for the Tuesday night show. Um, we can't say it enough just how much we appreciate all of our listeners, everyone who who listens every week, everyone who sends us all the feedback, everyone who follows us on Twitter and gives us their comments. Um, we really appreciate everything that you guys are doing. You're the reason why this show is just continuing to grow. And um, we just uh, ask us to continue to stay loyal, stay faithful, and we will promise we will continue to give you great content. And we will promise to do better and not go over 300 big threes anymore. That'll never happen. Um, and yeah, listen to Alan, I guess, when it comes to <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least right now. At least right you now. Know it's going to turn. He's right, but at least right now. Hopefully, we can come out of it this week, Griff. The other thing I wanted to add to your close is, if you take the time to listen to the show, we obviously appreciate that. We would also appreciate if you could leave a review. If you listen on iTunes, there's a there's a spot to leave for a review. Apparently, that's important. So, if you could leave us a review, if you like the show, please do it. And I don't know if you can on Spreaker, but please leave us a review and go forward from there, and and then we'll be able to continue to uh, expand the show. Big Al. Awesome. Nope, that's all we needed. (laughs) You are amazing. You're a man of few words and many winners. So that's that's all. Everything wisely. That's all the people want. So with that being said. Coming from all different parts of Las Vegas and always Vegas strong, this is Cash Considerations. Big wins and payouts are what you're chasing, but all the games are getting intimidating. You're feeling anxious, hearing your heart racing. Just tune in to Cash Considerations. This is Cash Considerations. We are Cash Considerations. The sports wages, you gotta have patience. Just tune in to Cash Consideration.